Time to get paid, time to get paid, time to get paid, time to get paid. It's a good day, it's a good day, it's a good day. Every single way, every single way, every single way, every single way. It's a good day, it's a good day, it's a good day. Shout out to Good Day Podcast. Shout out to the Good Day Podcast. Oh, here with you today is Ray Gato. He's here with you on a good day. Growing through through on five, man. What's good, man? I hope everybody's vibing. Shout out to Good Day Podcast. You know, here in the Good Day Podcast, we appreciate every one of you listeners, but certain things don't come for free. So may you please go on your iTunes or whatever your podcast provider is and please subscribe to the podcast. That helps us move up. So, you know, we can always give you this fire content. There ain't nobody else who do it like us, okay? That's G-H-O-O-D-D-A-Y. That's G-H-O-O-D-D-A-Y. And you better do it. You know why? Or else, iJet will get you. You don't want that. This your boy, Zenfolk. A.K.A. Sensei. And Chief in the building. Like you never left. Like I never left. It's a good day. It's a good day. Deadpiff.com World Premiere. Feel a vibe, hustle on the ride. Slow light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. All she want is time, all she want is time. Look me in my eyes, call me on my lies. Lock the city down till the summertime. Time to slice these niggas up some humble pie. Caravan of forms, let my youngin' dry. Elevate my game for the hundredth time. You can hold me down through these troubled times. I'll be another victim to my stubborn pride. Hold me down through these troubled times. Be another victim to my stubborn pride Stuck in the ground Stuck in the ground, I'm stuck in the ground Look me in my eyes, call me on my lies I'm stuck in this ground, I'm stuck in this ground Middle of the night, kitchen lights is on Roll me up a back, then I light the stove Taught to stay calm when the crisis on Say I die alone, I set my life upon High park hustle, speaking hyperbole Translation, get the money, never wipe a hoe Clip is full already, now it's time to go Shoulder full already, where these shirts should go Crash got opinions how my life should go I'm screaming, fuck them, make it suck a dick and die tonight, you know Bullets, rain on them, cut the life support My section ride for sport, every night of course Niggas dying every day, that's the price of war Gang members spending thousands at the nicest stores Levitate on five-star luxury Every time I ride, shit come for me Stuck in the ground Stuck in the ground, I'm stuck in the ground Look me in my eyes, call me on my lies I'm stuck in this ground, I'm stuck in this ground Let's make a movie, take the top off About to cross over like hot sauce On this gutter shit, I never hopped off Most calculated move by far Always with a model in a fly car 30,000 for the python Rockin' knee highs, drinking white wine Listening in my lifetime, in the nighttime Looking at the city skyline, getting sky high Took the little bitch to Popeye She was top five, excitement that she get from pop life Could never top mine Once you get the hustle lockdown, you can stockpile Level up another notch now, like a stock now Every time I take the top down, she arch her eyebrows Turning up the music hot now, she feel alive now Love me like we from a small town, let's make them all around You splurge, I splurge, we ball later and we ball now Stuck in the ground, stuck in the ground, I'm stuck in the ground. Look me in my eyes, call me on my lies. I'm stuck in this ground, I'm stuck in this ground. Ain't no going back once the lights on you. Left the dorm in the middle of the night, homie. Affidavit's going viral, that's your life, homie. Ain't no point of even trying to lie, homie. 
Let's go out to all the SNY, homies If you step before the sign, you should die, homie Fuck you niggas, you disrespect the tribe, homie Wounded pride, it's written all in your eyes, homie Stuck in the ground Stuck in the ground, I'm stuck in the ground Look me in my eyes, call me on my lies I'm stuck in this ground, I'm stuck in this ground Yeah December 1st, 2017 We begin All money in Y'all die Yeah Wow The marathon continues, nigga Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. You already know what it is. This your boy Zen Folk. Um first and foremost I wanna say Shout out to all the partakers for today this is 420 of course you know this is more of a therapeutic episode um directed to the nipsey fans you know what i'm saying if you guys don't know of nipsey hustle i think everybody knows now the whole situation but that story has been so exhausted i don't care to talk about it right now man right now um this is one of the hardest things to even to put together you know what i'm saying the whole team's been affected by this and you'll only understand if you was a nipsey fan you only understand that I just want to say to all the Nipsey fans, um, he still speaks to us through the music. That's why we consistently listen to tracks and then we hear things a little bit more in detail nowadays. Shout out to Rich Bo. A couple things we talk about. Every day we just reminiscing um, and just the jewels that he left. It's such, it was, it was, he was such a unique, um, special individual. You can hear, hear it through the stuff he talks about. You can... Um, I don't know, you can feel it. You can feel it, man. So, like I said, this was a big loss in the hip-hop community. But most of all, to his core fans, you know what I'm saying, it was very hurtful. But, you know, rest up, Nipsey, you know what I'm saying, you never will die, man, because you always speak through the music. You, that's one thing you always did. You motivated us. Um, You always spoke through your music, always was on some positive type stuff. Switching from gang-banging and to completely being positive just sitting down just the everyday person like he was our champion he was definitely our champion i can't lie yeah and like i said I just he's laid to rest today's 420 this is therapeutic you know what I'm saying this is the perfect time to listen to some nipsey tracks smoke to nipsey vibe to nipsey you know what I'm saying even the ones who don't partake just a good time you know what i'm saying i think this is the right time We've been gone for a minute, man, but I just want to say thank you guys for listening. That's it, man. Um, we'll catch you, man. Uh, we'll play another Nipsey track. Marathon continues. Marathon continues. Music. Cooking soul. Uh, it's hustle. It's hustle. Yeah. Where we left off on volume two, I'm gonna pick y'all back up on volume three. You know. Uh. You gotta get up and go make this shit happen, my nigga, I told you 
Every day my shit get bigger and better, my nigga. I was just in the county jail, nigga. No bail, nigga. Look, look, that I would be the best rapper. Yeah, I knew it then. Used to tell my mama about the houses we'll be moving in. This fast money took my focus off this music shit. Till Johnny Shipes introduced me to his Jewish friends. Damn, before you born, gotta grind first. Cause the Palazzo's a far cry from Brian Hurst. Them niggas never really figured that it might work. I have faith and gave my life, now my life's worth. So much more than money's ever meant I'm getting love in every city you ain't never been The sheriff told me roll it up was focused ever since Dreams come true, young nigga, I'm the evidence That's only if you put the effort in Some of them gon' die, others will get life in the pen Now, just sit with that and let it sink in Now get your money up and make sure you ain't one of them Well, all right, all right, guys. I forgot to introduce myself. This is your boy Zen Folk in the building. I had some topics I wanted to touch on, but I felt like it wasn't really necessary in this episode because I wanted to focus on Nipsey and just for the Nipsey fans. Just remember that he dropped a lot of jewels that we can use going forward. Just like his famous tagline, the marathon continues, we can just continue to live by these values and you know what I'm saying create another Nipsey there's no such thing as someone replacing him but the values that he shared we all can implement inside of our lives so I have this interview with him and Tariq Nasheed they get into detail he talked about his culture the way he thinks you get a good idea of him this is fairly recent so you know if you don't know who he is this kind of digs deeper if you know who he is this is just um something to chill and relax to and you know just have on in your car so you can just soak up the words because there's not many on actual podcasts other than like Gary V and stuff like that but this is Tariq, Tariq Nasheed he kind of goes dig deeper he talks about his culture where he learned certain things from his trip that he took to his home country at the age of 18 which most of us won't do um, so yeah uh, take a listen and you know just enjoy the wisdom and the fruit in which he um, lays I guess that's what it is. Alrighty. The Nipsey Hustle in the house. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? My brother. <laughs> Bro, how you doing, brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. I feel good. No, but at first I want to thank you, man. You you've promoted my movies a lot no on question. social media, man. It yeah. just really got the word out, man. I really appreciate that, brother. Nah, you you put a lot of truth in the films and you know, I put a lot of my, my media song to it. Um not even just because I, I respect what you do and I've been following you just because it was dope content. You know no what I mean? So it was easy for me to blast off and try to turn people on to it. No doubt. Yeah. So, so, man, let's go back, man. Let's go back for, for people who are not familiar with Brother Nipsey Hustle, man. When, how did you get started in the in the rap game and when did you first get started? <clears throat> in the rap game? In the rap game. Um, A couple people was, was really important to getting me um, exposed to the music industry. Um, Steve Lobel. My my homeboy Big U, yeah. Um, you know a, a a person by the name of John Shapiro. Okay. All three of them was kind of like uh, the first group of individuals that introduced me to the music business. Yeah. Um, outside of that, you know, I was just selling mixtapes in my neighborhood. Mm. Um, just being an artist, doing buying equipment, having home studios. Yeah. You know, just doing the uh, early early groundwork, just trying to like get my music to my to my immediate community. Stapling posters up, you know what I mean? Just doing the old school grassroots. Would you trunk. hit the swap meet and all that too? All that, yeah. All that, right? We used to drop off CDs at the liquor stores, yeah. you know what I mean? Do consignment and all that. Yeah. But just as far as, you know, getting me meetings with record labels, introducing me to executives, 
It was a collective, Steve Lobel, um, Big U, and John Shapiro. Yeah. Now, what name? You grew up in the '60s neighborhood, right? Yeah. 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 Yes, sir. Real good dudes, man. I, I fuck with the '60s heavy. That's right. Because I, I roll with uh, a lot of the East Coast cats. Oh, all right. So they y'all 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 allies with those. Yeah, hundred percent. I ain't know that. That's oh, crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The '60s looked out for me in the county back in the day. Oh, Shit. that's right. That's right. That's <laughs> y'all know right. I had a past. Yeah, y'all sorry. I got yeah, a colorful past. You know that I I got secrets. It's but the all '60s up. looked the fuck out for me. Some that's of the right. OGs, real good dudes, and they've always been on that money shit, getting that you know hustling, that that money thing. Yeah. And I, I would watch videos of you when you were younger, man, mm-hmm. because you know back in the day they would have a lot of the, the hood videos with cats talking about the gangs and whatever. Yeah. And a lot of dudes be like, "I got my gun, I'm putting in work." But you, as a young dude, you would be talking about the laws. Right. I you were one of the first people to really break down the gang injunctions and all that. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So what made you different? What made you kind of focus on more of what dudes can do to get up out the game, as opposed to just promoting it without any kind of um any kind of balance? Um, I was up close. I, I saw like the effects of it up close, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it was never something that I felt would be honest to promote. Right. You know what I mean? I, 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 was, I was really, really close to a lot of people that was affected negatively by, you know, our culture. Yeah, yeah. So um, at the same time, I was inside of it. So I, I empathized and understood from my own lifestyle and my own experience of, you know, how young people get brought into that life, you know, so I could never take a like uh, judgmental perspective on it, yeah. but I also was like, it's almost a catch 22, mm. you know what I mean? And you 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 kind of stubborn to the outside world when you were part of that culture. Yeah. Because you like, y'all don't, y'all don't experience what we experience, y'all don't, y'all don't understand what, what motivate the decision to bang and, and be involved. And once you start banging, a lot of people signed up for something that they didn't, they, they didn't know how serious it was gonna Absolutely. get. Absolutely. You know, being young and just being outside and it maturing into something that got serious. And what do you think about people, because that's very heavy, people who kind of trivialize it who are not from L.A. Because a lot of people are from other cities and they think it's kind of a trend. Right. And then they come out here and it's a whole, you know. Yeah. Man, I think um, <clears throat> the biggest the biggest difference to me is that, you know, uh, we, we more so the, um, the effect. We not the cause, right? Being from LA, mm-hmm. and you know, being in an area that gang gangs have taken control of, yeah. You know, you 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 kind of just born into a, a culture that's that's it's not really something you decide to do on your own. It's mm. something that goes on in your community already before you. It's already dead bodies on both sides of the tracks, yeah. You know, as far as where your enemies are, or whatever. And so, I think the difference between out of town is just that. It's more of a choice. Yeah, it's more something that you know. It's not. It's not direct pressure being put on you. It's something that you might import, mm. and that's not to take away from the individual credibility of people that's out of out of town being a part of that. But just overall, it's it's really really a part of LA culture. Absolutely. You know what um, I mean. How did you navigate out of it to not really get affected in the long term in a negative way? Because you know a lot of cats in the game, man. You know they get killed or they get. Get football years, yeah. Man, you know, um, <clears throat> I was blessed, man, for yeah, real. Yeah. You know, I was I was in a lot of situations that it, it looked like I was about to get whooped mm. in one of them ways. Mm. You know, dying or or going to jail for a long time. Mm. But I always was passionate about music. I always had a big brother that was a a, a a good example and role model of a hustler. Yeah, and somebody that had integrity and just a strong backbone, so I wouldn't go too far left of 
you know, just principles that I think kind of kept me safe. Yeah. Like I, I, I ain't believe in um, just the, the, the overly ignorant. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? Like it's one thing to defend your community and, and, and be a part of like holding down your area. It's another mm. thing to just be abusing power. Absolutely. So you know what I mean? It's it's a fine line. So I never was one of them dudes that'd be twenty deep with my homies, see somebody and just direct all of the the force of the gang toward an individual. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? That wasn't right. how right. we was we mobbing was. on dudes like that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because that always has negative repercussions. It and comes it, back it, on even you. in the county. You spoke about the county. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It was it's, it's it's principles you can live by that end up working for you in the long run because yeah. you know the energy you put out gonna come back. Um, you get a lot of respect from rival sets. Right. All over LA. Why do you think you get that certain level of respect where a lot of rappers, you know, they can't move like you move? Right. I think it wasn't always like that. Mm. You know, when I first came in the game, I think just based on me saying 60s in my music yeah. and being vocal about where I came from, it turned a lot of people off of just LA. Mm. That, that's a part of that from other tribes. Yeah. That was just turned off. I can't listen to that music. But mm. over time, you know, demonstrations speak louder than conversations. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So people see how I'm moving and probably watch an interview and I never dissed no hood in my music ever. Mm. You know, I never mm. I never went on the record and said, fuck this hood or, you know what I mean, use derogatory words that we say in our own area yeah. publicly. I never done that because I knew that I was serious about music. Mm. And I, I wanted to be specific about where I came from, but I ain't want to disrespect the other sections as well. Absolutely. And um, outside of that, I just think that I also put forth who I was as a man, mm. you know, in my music and in my, way I move and, in, and also just in my interviews and everything to where I think over time, people got to look past where my mama moved me. Okay. You know what I'm okay. saying? And, and, and see like what type of human being I was. How many brothers and sisters you got? I got a big brother and a little sister. Okay. Yeah. And I know your your dad is from Eritrea. Yeah. Yeah. How do you pronounce it? Is it Eritrea or Eritrea? It's it's like however you, it's okay. really either one. Cause okay. I was having this convo a couple of days ago. Some people say, Eritrea. Some people say Eritrea. Yeah, it's based on like you know what part of the accent you lean toward. Yeah, because you know there's a lot of Eritrean immigrants that, who went to South Central LA. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Tiffany Haddish, her her people. Yeah, Eritrean. Yep. She wore she wore the traditional uh, outfit yeah. the other day. Yeah, and, and yeah. created the start, man. Shout out to yeah. her. And you you went to Eritrea, right? Yeah. Well, how old were you when you went? I was eighteen. <clears throat> excuse me. I was eighteen. I turned nineteen out there. Oh wow. Yeah. So on my on my nineteenth birthday. I had been there for a month. Oh, well, you out there for a minute. Yeah, we. I stayed for, for 90 days. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. How was that, man? I wasn't ready for it, for real. Oh, damn. I wasn't, but then it changed my life. Like, mm. I was, you know how you are when you're 18. Yeah. You know the mentality you you in. You know, I was in a spot. I was hustling. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I was really attached to all my material things I was I had, I had accumulated. I was attached to my lifestyle. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was just really focusing toward music also, like going toward the music thing. Mm -hmm. I had bought some equipment and was, was starting to record music. And, you know, I didn't really want to, I wanted to go because I didn't meet, I never met none of my family. Yeah. So I, that was something I was, I was passionate about me, my grandmother and my cousins, but I didn't want to stay for 90 days. Mm. I, I, I'm like, we can go out there for a week, two weeks, a month, but 90 days is a, is a long time. Mm. But when I got there, I went through a process. I think I, I had like culture shock a little bit. Yeah. Not not because I wasn't aware of my culture. My dad raised me on the food, you know, the music. Yeah. You know, he speak the language fluently, but just in terms of lifestyle and in terms of like, you know, um, 
it, I, I wasn't on no bougie shit. Like I wasn't able to, to get in tune with the way of living. It was just completely different. A 24 hour cycle, what goes on, yeah. was completely different than what I was used to. Yeah. So it took yeah. me a while to like learn how to tap into it and, and you know, kind of catch the wave of being out there. But but you got to see a historical his perspective of who you were. That was deep. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And one of the things I remember thinking was like, damn, how long how long have people been in America on record? We have, they say you know five six hundred. I don't know how to do the exact length, but yeah, I, it's all type of theories of what happened for, before that. But right. we we know for sure that people been on in Africa for thousands and thousands yeah. and thousands of years. Absolutely. So I just thought about trial and error. When 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 you new to a place. It's a learning curve, mm. but, but when you've been here for a while, any of the customs that's still going on, it must be some wisdom behind it. Absolutely, for it to still exist, for it not to have got weeded out. So all the things I was going on, I, I respected the way of living a little more because it wasn't new. It was like a mature custom. So when you got back here, do you think that had a direct influence on the way you started thinking outside of the box when you got back? Hundred percent. It mm. was it was deeper than my surface level. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you get back home and you're going to get back on L.A. time. Yeah. Bottom yeah. line. You know what I'm saying? But I was aware. I had seen a place where, and it's no disrespect what I'm about to say. I'm just being honest. Where, like, the family structure wasn't devastated. Oh, yeah. That's that's real shit. That yeah. ain't no disrespect. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't fucked up. And yeah. you could blame men. You could blame women. You could blame institutional, whatever. But out here, it's just a different dynamic between our families and even the, the dynamic between men and women out here. Yeah, I, I was raised, you know, in L.A. In, in South Central L.A. and you know what what the story is. Oh yeah, and oh, so, yeah. you know, my perspective of women was a little fucked up, to be honest. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And just my my, I didn't think it was, but when I went out there and I seen how, um, how different the dynamic was with the women and the men, how they yeah. interacted. With and each even other. me after being out there a month, I was ready to kill behind my my female homegirls. You better mm. not play with them. Mm. You better not play with my cousins. I yeah. do something to you behind these women because mm. just the 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 confidence they had in supporting me and taking care of me, just mm. based on the customs, not because I was special, but just based on like you know, it's like the way they they. I don't know, I don't want to sound misogynistic how I say this, but it was just like a mutual respect that made the made the relationship much different. Absolutely, yeah, we, the, no. the culture just in Africa is totally different. Yeah, yeah. so you know that that affected just, I'm like, this ain't right. Mm. How we getting down with each other, this ain't right. And who, who came first, the chicken or the egg? I don't know who fucked it up, men or women, but it ain't right, however mm. we got here. Right. It's not how it's supposed to be. Mm. As opposed to thinking it's just how it go. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. That was one of the things I remember noticing, like, damn. Now, yeah. somebody, now, what if somebody will say, okay, you have that perspective on a certain level of respect for women, but your lyrics are misogynistic? Yeah, you I know? might be guilty of that at times. Oh, right, right, you right, know, right. I, would, I would challenge them to look, listen to my more recent mm. material. You know what mm. I mean? You mature through your music. You Absolutely. know what I mean? But, um, and I, I think music speaks to experience. Mm. So I did, I've had experience with, uh, you know, less than respectable relationships. Absolutely. And I had experience with um, 
good relationships. Mm. So you you'll hear both of my music if you really listen. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of relationships, you got your queen there with you. Yeah, yeah. Shout out, <laughs> hey, man, shout, shout out, shout out, out to your queen. Lauren London's over here in the corner, yeah, yeah, trying to be looking cute, trying to be <laughs> trying to be low key. With she the, said she had to come. I thought yeah. I was pulling up. On her. She's like, no, I'm, I'm rolling. Fuck that. I'm coming. I said I blame you. I said I bet you Lauren comes. Yeah, I don't blame you, girl. That's right. No doubt. Yes. Brother, um, so you've been in the LA game. Did um the people from Death Row or anybody from Dre's camp ever try to holler at you? Man, you know what's crazy, bro? Years ago, I was on I was on Bryanhurst Avenue with twenty of my homies. Mm. And I used to be a block. We hustled on as young kids in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I got a phone call and um I'm like, What's up? Who is this? He like, Man, what's up? This is Angelo Sanders. I'm I'm uh A and R at Aftermath Records. Mm. Like I heard you got some some dope music. Could you pull up on me? And I'm, I thought I was signing to Dr. Dre that day. <laughs> I'm like, hell yeah, I pull up. Where you at? I'm coming. So I pulled up on it, you know what I mean? And I sat and played what was uh, what, what became my first mixtape, Bullets Ain't Got No Names, Volume 1. Mm-hmm. I played a lot of that music for him, and he was like, I, I feel what you're doing. I'm going to bring this to Dre. Mm. And so, you know, I start popping and telling my homies, man, we on. We about to be signed to Dre. It's cracking. And, you know, he called me back a month later, like, yeah, you know, Dre's going to um, fall back. He's not going to make a move on it. And mm. I'm just like, all right. All love. I appreciate you trying. No doubt. You know, um, I just didn't know if it was the music, if it was his history with my neighborhood, you mm. know, between death row and then, you know, my where I come from. I ain't know what the reason was, but yeah. I, I respected Angelo for for being a bridge to getting to listen. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, that was and, cool. And what's crazy is the people that produced my album that just came out, Victory Lap, Mike and Keys. Yeah. Years later, that was managed by Angelo. Oh wow. And we ended up in the studio every day together, working side mm. by side, and mm. you know it came full circle. That's what's up. Yeah. What gave you the idea to do that that infamous mixtape? How much you, did you charge? Like a hundred dollars? So how much was the mixtape? Hundred dollars. Yeah. 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 A lot of things, man. I, I was I was heavy. It was like a, a a fork in the road for my career at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, it was um, I had I had been people had been aware of me for enough time for them to say if he don't make well for the for the for the the atmosphere to basically be, you know, is he gonna just be a name we've heard about and don't do nothing major on the next level, or is is he gonna take it to another level? Right. I think everybody knew I was capable of it. That that had been aware of the music, mm-hmm. but it just was a uh a, a kind of a stagnation in my progress. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so there was like certain deals that was being offered. And I had I had done a deal early with Epic Records. Mm. Like I said, through Big U, Steve Lobel, and John Shapiro. And um, now what year was this? That was in two thousand seven. Okay. Two thousand eight actually. Two thousand eight. Okay. A decade ago. Okay. Yeah, okay. for sure. And uh, you know, it went well. You know, I I I learned the whole process of you know breaking an artist yeah. just from from my own experience. You know, dropping mixtapes, getting my first song on the radio, first video on MTV, doing interviews for the first time, going on tour for the first time, opening mm. up a game. But um, we never put an album out. Okay. And then you know, after a while, I asked the label to release me because. They had to change the regime up there. They brought in a new staff. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. regular industry politics that I felt like, yeah, I'm not gonna be able to, you know, execute on this on this label. Yeah. And I went back indie in 2010. Okay. And so from 2010 till 2013, when I dropped Crenshaw, I just dropped mixtapes and I toured. And we 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 branded our um, apparel and, and uh, clothing line, the Marathon Clothing, uh, the Crenshaw stuff. We opened our store up. We just did a lot of, you know. 
administration and foundation work, as Absolutely. well as I continued to drop music, you know, bought a studio, just did a lot of indie uh, foundation laying, the groundwork. Now, what made you get so business-minded? Because you're one of the few people in the game that's really about different businesses. Couple things. I saw who really became wealthy mm. off music, and it was people that built enterprise around that music. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, and then also, I, I had been in a situation where I just let, assume that the business people was gonna run my business and I was gonna be an artist. Mm. And I, you know, nobody robbed me. Nobody did no bad business. It's just like letting other people raise your kids. Yeah, you yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can, yeah. you, they might eat and go to school, but it's it's the it's the in-between stuff that it's gonna be different. Yeah, because it's your job to be on top of your shit. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, Jerry Heller used to say all the time, because people would accuse him of robbing the artists, and he would say, hey, look, they signed the contract. That's a fact. Yeah, show where I robbed somebody. That's a fact. You know, and that's real shit. And, and that's why I became real shrewd with negotiation, because mm. it, no matter what, the negotiation process is when it's me against you. Mm. Once we sign a deal, we got a mutual interest because mm -hmm. we breaking bread together now. But until we sign, what's better for you is worse for me and vice versa. Mm. So I always be weary of friendly negotiation vibes where it's like, come on, bro, we gonna, bro, I don't even want to talk to you. <laughs> I don't even want to get close to you. I don't even want to know you like that. You're going to affect my ability to tell you, hell no, nah, fuck you. Mm. I don't, let's just, let's do our negotiation honorable. And that's how a lot of be people fuck up in the black community. Hundred percent. Because they come, yeah, they come around us hugging and kissing and all. Like, hey, let's, you want let's drink, let's go yeah. party, hit some hoes, that type of thing. And it, and it, it, it watered down how aggressive you are in the in the, in the negotiation yeah. because you start to feel like it's a us or a we thing. Mm. But until we until we agree on some terms, it's me against you. What's better for you, just by the nature of the negotiation, is worse for me. If Absolutely. You, if you're getting forty percent and I'm getting sixty and I'm trying to get seventy. That mean you gonna get thirty. Mm. That mean that you are gonna get less money based on how shrewd I negotiate. Yeah, and we know what everybody operating off of self interest. Mm. Nobody mm. Ain't, ain't hustling for somebody else's pocket. Period. Absolutely. You know what Absolutely. I mean. You um, did you have a stake in World on Wheels? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to verify that. Yeah. So um, I'm a fast forward. You know, I, I met a I met a business. I'm not gonna say business. Just a, I met a, a good dude, yeah. you know what I mean? That um, we became business partners, and uh, his name Dave Gross. Okay. And so he's a real estate developer. He came off Wall Street, but he grew up in South Central LA. He grew up on 51st in Vermont. Okay. And um, one of his little brothers recently got killed. He was from Inglewood. His mm. other big brother doing a lot of time in jail, and um, he avoided, you know, just the LA pitfalls right. by um, ending up going to New York from a family decision that was made when he was younger. And he yeah. went to New York, ended up going to Ivy League schools, graduated, went to work on Wall Street. But his heart, you know what I mean, and, and, his, and his spirit is in the hood of LA. Yeah, absolutely. So after he accumulated his his his, his worth, he was like, he wanted to do something, you know, just for, the, for what's going on. And um, long story short, we got together and we, we locked in and started to build. And so one of the things that, as well as my brother, Black Sam, he's involved in the, in the venture too, but we started a company called SC, um, Capital Ventures. Okay. And what it is, is it real estate development um, partnership. Okay. And so World on Wheels, somebody brought me the opportunity to invest. And, um, you know, I got with Dave, my brother, and we put together a, a, a fund. 
And um, we, we got a small percent. We got like 10% of World on Wheels. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's good. Over 30 years. So we got 10% of the lease for 30 years. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful, man. And just that's, that's just important to LA. It is. So even outside of the business, I was proud to just be involved in bringing that back. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. LA yeah. needed World on Wheels. Yes, we did. 100%. I didn't even know anything about it. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. doing it's doing well too, man. Yeah. Beyonce came through, Jay oh, came yeah. through. Everybody. Oh yeah. Fab be in there a lot. I seen Drake come through the other day. So oh, yeah. you saw me in there. I see. <laughs> Make sure we say that. <laughs> you said that Put first. that out there. I'm there yeah. all the time, you know. So you you got the marathon store that's popping on. Where what where's the marathon store? That's on It's on the intersection of Crenshaw and Slauson. Okay. I don't okay. know if you know where that quick and split used to be. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. Right in that right. little strip mall right there. Right across from the chicken place. What's that? Chicken? Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, then yeah. next door to the Shell gas station. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. We got. We actually got the Marathon store. We got a cell phone uh, store in that same parking space, mm. in that same strip mall called Wireless Connection. Oh, yeah. We got a stock um, room that used to be our store originally, but... We got a bigger one, and we just turned that one into the you know the warehouse with all the product. Yeah, and then we got a um, a fish market called Babalios. We about to open pretty soon. Oh damn! So we got damn. we got we got four out of seven of the um, spaces. Um, you know, with the Crenshaw um, brand, when did you guys start that? Man, what's crazy? If you look at my first music video, Hustle in the House, mm-hmm. we all got on Royal Blue Crewnecks with the with the Crenshaw font to cross it, mm. and after that, we went on tour. And that video was getting a lot of attention, and everybody was asking me, man, where I get them shirts at, where I get them hoodies at? So um, my brother, just being a hustler, seeing that people was really, really, you know, trying to get their hands on it, and he started printing them up. Yeah. And it just evolved from there. I didn't want to make a Crenshaw clothing line. Yeah. Because I can't I, I can't claim ownership over Crenshaw. Right, right, right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And that wouldn't be really true. But what didn't one of those shoe companies kind of take your you guys' idea and and made their own version of the shoes? Well, yeah, recently um, Reebok, you yeah. know, did some unauthorized reproduction, mm. you know, and um, I don't want to go too far into detail because it's yeah. a, it's illegal. Uh, like we 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 filed on them. Oh yeah, good. You know what good, I'm saying? And good. More so, they 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 put Rich Rolling on the shoe. Mm, and you know as well 60, as I know, yeah. that's gang lingo. Yeah, Again, yeah, yeah. I can't claim ownership over that. Right. You know, and even they ain't cut a check. They ain't do no. The paperwork, but the fact I would never even uh, approve that on a mm. shoe. Mm. This niggas doing life in jail. You know what I mean? If we gonna sell something, we not putting Rich Rolling on it. Yeah, and that's that's you know Reebok. No disrespect against Reebok, they a legacy company, but you know somebody should have been able to reach out and, and get the clearance because I'd have stopped it. No, we not putting that on. Oh, not on no shoe because nah. out here. They they would arrest you back in the day for having on certain shoes out here. Right. They would say shoes are gang paraphernalia. Right. They mm-hmm. used to take, sweep us up and say, "Hey, those Nikes you got on, or those blues you got, on, those are that's gang paraphernalia." You're going to jail. They're going to jail. Right. So yeah, yeah. So is yeah. it true like your next business venture is going to be documentary? You're doing a documentary. Is that true? Um, yeah, I'm working on one. We we doing a collection of info on Dr. Sebi. Yeah. You know, we just yeah. left his his space today to get some old products. Oh but yeah. Again, like when I when I when I seen your doc on Haiti, mm. it just it, it made me think why people don't know about it. why they it gotta be somebody agenda for us to not know about this story. Yeah. So when yeah. I found out about Sebi and it's really it's about his case that he beat in in 1985. Yeah, that AIDS case. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm familiar why, with that. Why we don't why isn't that like the like the uh, no disrespect like Rosa Parks. We all know about Rosa Parks yeah. didn't get up from mm-hmm. her seat. That's an honorable example of you know somebody from our history. Yes, indeed. Sebi going to court and and 
proven that he cured AIDS? Absolutely. Come on, why we don't know about that? Absolutely. And you know, and then and he just died mysteriously down there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you know how they play. Oh yeah. You know niggas just tweet me, hustle, be careful, man. Your plane gonna go down. I say niggas better ride for me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't don't pray, ride for a nigga. I tell you, yeah. But that's heavy. I want to work with you on that one. I would love to. Yes, indeed. Yeah, there's a lot of people we need to holler at who was, you know, down with with um, Brother Sebi and who's on that herbal thing who talk about how the pharmaceutical companies are real funny style about people with those natural cures. They them pharmaceutical company you'll end up with a brain aneurysm oh, or yeah, you done yeah. fell out a window by most yeah. 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 Do out of a window yeah. 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 A lot of folks who were on that natural um, 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 cure, cure thing yep. wind up slipping on something and yep. falling down. Yep. A lot of them. So we, yep. we got to chop up about that. 100%. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, you have something called Vector 90. What is that? So that's, that's again, when I when I brought up Dave Gross. Yeah. Um, we met random at a Laker game. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. But um, the convo we had, you know, it was, it was a dope convo. And the next day I pulled up to his office and he showed me his concept for what became Vector 90. Mm. And it's two-prong. The first level is an inner city co-work incubator right and so right. what that is like basically if anybody familiar with we work mm. we work is this off shared office space where you can go in there rent office space mm-hmm. it's you know wi-fi they got all the mm-hmm. technology fax machine whatever the you know office supplies is yeah. and then they have you know a shared kitchen space and it's like you can get a office to do your work and it's also a business synergy in there you might run into somebody in the kitchen that does a business and so it's a vibe they've created yeah so his his concept was to do that in inner cities yeah you know, for two reasons, because number one, um, well, I won't, I won't go, I'll let him describe his intention. I don't want to misquote the, right, the right. intention, but overall, the, the the one we opened on February 15th, it's a 5,000 square foot um, inner city co-work incubator. And so this is, I think, about eight office spaces Okay, that local entrepreneurs, women, you know, young men from the area mm. have rented um, an office set. Okay. And so, you know, one of them is a tech um, a app designer. She's a woman, a female app designer. She's working on a dating app. And another one is a, um, you know, a mechanic. He was he was fixing cars out of his um, out of his driveway. Mm. And basically, the motto is that at the end of the year, Dave, myself, and the rest of the team, we're gonna invest every year into one of these companies. Oh man. And do they round day seating? You know what okay. I mean? And so that's what that's the incubator part. Oh yeah. And then so the bottom the bottom level is um, a science, technology, engineering, and math center. And so basically the goal of that is to just create a pipeline between the inner cities and Silicon Valley and all the opportunities in tech. Yeah. And you got to be skilled in STEM to even be, uh, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like to even get uh, uh, considered for any of them companies. Yeah. If you don't have science, technology, engineering, and math proficiency, you ain't got no action. Yeah, yeah. And so we boxed out. Uh, when we did the grand opening, you know, his team put stats on the walls. And it showed, for example, Facebook, how many uh, black employees percentage-wise. Mm. They got the highest percentage, and it's 8%. Wow. wow. Yeah. And then yeah, from yeah. there, it yeah. dropped to 3%, 2%, 1%. Mm. And these is billion-dollar companies with thousands and hundreds of employees. Absolutely. And so... That's a big problem. It is a big problem. Yeah, yeah. They, they they bring in people from other countries yeah. over here to over, you know, step us. Yeah, and, and what's crazy is that, you know, when when asked about it, they'll say we know we have a lack of diversity issue, meaning there ain't enough black people, brown yeah. people in the buildings, but we don't have a, we don't have a, a workforce to, to pull. Mm. And so they like we would love to 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 fix that, but we got to We got to This is something you got to 
catch early. Okay. You got to yeah. train these young kids early so they could, you know, compete. Mm, yeah. Mm, so that's mm. what Vector 90 and the other part of it is called Too Big to Fail. Mm. So Vector 90 is it, it's a for-profit model. Okay. You know, and Too Big to Fail is a not-for-profit model. Oh, that's what's happening. Yeah. When is that fish place going to be popping? Because I'm hungry. So, I'm so, thinking about food. You said something about that fish, yeah, 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 and yeah. I'm trying to be vegan for the month. Now I'm thinking about a damn fish sandwich. Yeah, I'm starving right now. I'm yeah. hungry like, as hell. Them, that, them vegetables don't like, fill you up. Are you vegan? Are you I'm, vegan I'm, I'm doing a vegan thing week? for a minute. I'm talking about Nip. No, no, no. I'm not vegan. I mean, oh. I, I've been I've been working my way toward, you know, getting dairy out of my diet. Just because yeah. I study Sebi and I seen I seen his science yeah. and I believe in it. Yeah. Um, but I ain't I ain't had the discipline to kick the meat yet. I'm a skinny dude by nature, so I don't yeah. know how that's gonna yeah, work for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. You know what I'm saying? I gotta stay stay here. You know. Man, what what happened? What was that thing? I saw uh, an interview recently. It was oh, I already know what you're going to say. Which one? By academics? Yeah, academics. <laughs> what what, did, what did he do this time? Everybody uh, got some beef with academics. I don't, I don't got beef with dude. Yeah. I just, I'm going to call a spade a spade, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And one thing I don't, I get personally offended by, bro, you got young kids that come from nothing, that change their family life, you know, that change their own life, that, mm. you know, avoid death and jail through hip hop. Mm. So I don't like people playing with it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I don't like, you know, I had an issue with Complex that I, I, I was very vocal about because I felt they was taking a bougie approach to to, to artists. Mm. And we don't, my thing is like, you know, number one, your, only your parents could, could put their hands on you, mm. right? Because they, got, they, they, they raised you right. and they put the love in you. That's why only your parents. That's why you only respect an ass whooping from your mom or your daddy. Right, right, right. They did. They did shit to balance that. Fed you, clothed you, taught you right from wrong. So you are gonna take the discipline and right. the critique. So for me, it's like if you ain't come from hip hop culture, for real. Mm. If you don't come from where this thing started, if you don't come from the energy that created this thing, and that people are drawn to this thing because of. Be careful how you critique this thing, bro, because mm. your opinion has not been validated. Yeah. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. It, it hasn't been validated. Mm. So when I hear somebody like, dude, you know, saying things like, like, for example, they said recently that 21 Savage um, said that he stopped buying jewelry and that he going he gonna to spend his money on investing. You know, that's a, that's a powerful message. It is. Yep. For Absolutely. somebody that, that people follow, and that's from a young generation, and academics criticized him. They said, I don't want to hear nothing but killing and I'm about to kill the ops. And I don't want to, uh, he like, I don't want to hear that from 21 Savage. Mm -hmm. That shit right there gets you fucked up. That, that's yeah, cool that's, talk. Yeah, that's that's yeah, cool yeah. talk. And, and, yeah. and we supposed to fuck niggas up for that. Mm -hmm. Period. Yeah. We ain't supposed to be understanding. Mm -hmm. We supposed to catch you at Complex Con <laughs> or wherever you at and we supposed to spank you for that. Yeah. And yeah. you supposed to learn I was wrong. Mm -hmm. We ain't supposed mm -hmm. to do nothing you can't fix. Yeah. We ain't supposed to take the overboard. We supposed to fuck you up for that. Yeah. Because you're going to respect something, bro. You ain't going to play with niggas like that. That ain't straight. Do you think the internet has enabled little sucker shit? You yes. know, from a yeah. yeah, of course. I think, I think, and that's why I said in the interview, man, I ain't saying I'm going to do nothing to act. <clears throat> I say you got to let, let, let clowns be clowns and let's, let dudes self-destruct because, you know, I've been paying attention to his message, mm. and I, I ain't like it. But I, I, I respect how you eat, bro. Whatever, whatever you do to pay your bills, I got. I can't knock you. But after, after a while, you becoming, you be, you, 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 you getting out of control. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And then you got companies that add gas to them sparks, yes mm. indeed, for their own interest. Yes and then indeed. they sell advertising space, and I don't like that shit. I'm clear on what that model is. Mm. You playing with niggas. You 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 cooning like you said. Yeah, yeah. You know you you taking something that's serious and that you know people doing with integrity, 
and you spending it for for some fuck for, shit. Yeah, and I don't I don't it, agree with you that. know people criticize Vibe for doing that back in the day with for, for with, pumping up that, that West, West Coast, Coast East Coast. Absolutely, yeah. you feel what I'm saying? And you saw what happened with that bullshit, right? Yeah. And yeah. that was the you know I'm 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 I respect Quincy. I don't think he was the one doing the editorial side of that thing. I know he's a part of the ownership. Yeah, but. They might have been the first person or the first place you heard East Coast West Coast beef. Yeah, yeah, yeah they were the one. Nobody that yeah, wasn't I, no real shit. Nah, I don't that think, wasn't real. I don't <laughs> think Pac and Big came up with that. No, I no. think I think they spun that because yeah. they like if it bleeds it leads. Absolutely. And we gonna we gonna we know how fascinated people are with this type of shit. Mm -hmm. But then it's like throwing hands and you know throwing rocks and hiding your hand. Yeah, you know yeah. And you ain't on the front line. That's mm -hmm. what I was saying about instigating beefs and shit. Act. We would fuck niggas up for that growing mm -hmm. up. Yeah. You don't yeah. even say nothing about this unless you're going to jump in and get your hands dirty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. a fact, bro. Mm -hmm. Niggas, it was so delicate in the back of them buildings. You better not say nothing, bro. Yeah. If, you, if you ain't going to fight, you ain't got nothing to say. Don't, oh, and then they get socked. Yeah. Don't yeah. do none of that, bro. All that, yeah. all that world star <laughs> bullshit. Niggas didn't do that out here. Nah. That's new fuck nigga shit. Filming yeah. motherfuckers fighting. That's corny yeah. to me. Yeah, Yelling, bro. Yeah. That, yeah. that shit, come on, man. But you said it, though. The internet has, has enabled it. Mm -hmm. But that don't mean we agree with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So what other business, What what's your ideal business venture? What would be something that would be your just baby project, your ultimate project as far as business? Man, I want to get into tech, for real. Mm. I got ideas that I, I'm really passionate about, and I, it, it remind me a lot how I used to look at hip-hop. Yeah. I ain't really see no route or no path how I was going to get involved, but I was like, I just really want to be a part of this. Mm. And I look at the tech thing, and like, I know I could add value. Mm. You know, I got I got ideas, so that's something that I want to use my my platform as an artist and as somebody that got music attention. Yeah. To to you know set the meetings up and have them convos and, and just do do my due diligence and learn also. But I want to end up in tech. I look at it like this. I'm from L. A. Yeah. Silicon Valley, an hour flight. Okay. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We supposed to be involved. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, and we grew up in the in the generation of. There was no computers at one time. And yeah. Then there and then there was computers. Mm -hmm. You feel me? And I seen how me buying a computer, getting Pro Tools changed my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, me, yeah. Me learning how to engineer my own recordings impacted mm -hmm. my life in a, in a major way. No doubt. So, you know, I, I want to be involved in that. No doubt. What Speaking of hip-hop in L.A., <clears throat> what do you what do you think about the L.A. hip-hop scene now? The, the good and the bad. I mean... I wouldn't say, I can't even describe the bad. I think it's good. I okay. think that you really pay attention to who dropping classic albums. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Who got, who got, who rooted in hip hop, but still is, 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 what's the word? Like contemporary, like new, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or modern, whatever that is, what the word is, but it's still rooted in the fundamentals of what we grew up on. A lot of that's coming from the West. Yeah, You know absolutely. what I'm saying? A lot of that's coming... YG came with a classic album. Kendrick came with a classic yeah. album. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I feel like Victory Lap is an important album. Yes, it Definitely. is. You know yes, what I it mean? Is. And so um, I think I'm real proud. I think Schoolboy did really well. I, yeah. think, I think, you know, his impact, you know, coming from out the Hoovers mm. and being able to become somebody that tore and do had hit records and dropped, you know, albums that did real numbers. And you yeah. know what I'm saying? That people really embraced his music, you know? Uh, Mustard, mm. you know what I mean? Was a hit maker. Yeah. Not not just a West Coast regional producer, Mustard a hit maker. Yes, he is. Mustard yeah. gave pop artists they records. It was it was a moment, and not to say it's it's not still a moment, but I I'm speaking specifically where you wanted to be on the radio, you pay Mustard a check. Mm. He from out of L.A. You know what yeah. I mean? His roots go back to the jungles and you know to the Blackstones. Mm -hmm. So like 
it's hard not to see what LA, you know, the footprint that LA has put on hip hop. And I think mm. it's just growing. Even, man, TDE, Top mm. Dog, coming out to Nickerson Gardens. Yeah. And being, you know, 11 Grammys for, for Pimp a Butterfly. And, mm. you know what I'm saying? J Rock being on his third album. You know what I'm saying? It's like I said, Schoolboy and Ab Soul and just what they built. I remember the early stages of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. You gotta, you gotta salute what the West doing. Absolutely. Yeah. And speaking of um, L.A. and you just, you, you mentioned the jungle. I was, I went to the jungle. <laughs> you know, there's white people in the jungle. Hell <laughs> yeah, it is hella white yeah. people in the yeah, jungle. There's Shame. white people in the jungle. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like shocked. Yeah. Man, what do you think about the gentrification that's going on out here in L.A., man? I mean, it's a lot. I think about it for real. Yeah. Um, where the hell are black people in L.A. now? Lancaster. Yeah, Lancaster. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You get a house for a couple hundred thousand, a four-bedroom, five-bedroom out there, mm -hmm. and you mm -hmm. see the crime going up. You see yeah. they, they moving. You know, it was like, I take it, I wasn't around for the last migration, but mm -hmm. I heard it from my granny stories. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's what's going on right now. They're mm -hmm. relocating our people. Yeah, absolutely. From, from policy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they building a train down Crenshaw. They spending three billion on that development, mm, you know, mm. and that's having an effect on the price of real estate. Yes, it is. And they uh, they always when when they want to move people around, they start building freeways and train stations. Mm. This is the Harbor Freeway. That's what to, fucked up South Central LA. That right. that turned it into the hood right. when they built the Harbor Freeway. Right. Central Avenue used to be the shit. Jazz and everything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the 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 business district. Right. Yeah, the black business district. So right. yeah, it's heavy. Yeah, it's it's heavy. But you know, not to cut you short. No, go ahead, brother. I think that um, it's always a silver lining and everything. Mm. And so I think that to benefit off of it, we got to be entrepreneurial. Yes, we do. I mean, in an entrepreneurial mindset. Yeah. And, and we know that the impact these developments, like Inglewood. I got a homeboy that he owned a house in the Carlton Square. Mm. You know, and he ain't sell it. He, That's he's good. He's Airbnb in it out. Yeah. And he like nip. I made three hundred thousand just off the stadium being built because I held my property and now I'm Airbnb in it and I'm charging 10K a month for, mm. for when, when these, you know, NFL players come play these games. Yeah. This, my, my location, he like, I plushed it out, you know what I mean? And so it's 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 ways and you gotta you gotta have your hands on some capital. Absolutely. But you know, you can team up and if you are aware of the, of the opportunity, you can you can team up with people that do got capital and be involved in it. Yeah, know? and for those who don't know, out here in LA, they're building a football stadium out here in Inglewood and they're trying to price a lot of the black businesses out so they need to start linking up yep. so they can control the politics yep. out here yeah real heavy stuff brother what else um what what you got going on man the album is popping the album is popping what's your next move brother musically <coughs> musically what's your next move um well i'm gonna support this album i'm gonna yeah. keep shooting videos off the album i'm gonna go on tour later this year probably around summertime no doubt um and then i'm going back in the studio okay you know what i mean okay. I'm, I'm i'm really you know, I've done a lot outside of music, and a lot of the stories, you know, have been, oh, the $100 CD or the businesses, but, you know, I don't think I've really shown people what I could do musically yet. Mm. Has, has anyone else ever done a $100 mixtape? I don't think so. Nah. I've never heard of that before you. No, nah, that mm. was, I know one. I'm about to drop a mixtape. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> $100? Shit, I'm going to charge a hundred. <laughs> That's right. Now, I think when we did it, it was, it was new. It was the first, but uh, I seen, you know, Eminem and Daft Punk had done similar campaigns mm. after. I ain't yeah. saying they copied me, but, right, right, right. you know, I think, um, I look at it like, man, uh, it's just, it was a choice. One of the taglines, because it was called Proud to Pay, but the, the line was, it's by, it's by choice. It ain't by force. Yeah. You could go mm. download it free. Mm. For real. It was free the whole time. You could pay $9 on iTunes. Yeah. You could stream it from one of the streaming sites, because everybody trained 
to different platforms. Mm -hmm. Like the kids, they're going to go on YouTube for their music. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They train yeah. to YouTube. Certain people go straight to iTunes. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to just remove it from everybody's reach, whatever they was trained to. But if you really fuck with me and you want to support the movement and this is important to you, it's a hundred dollars. It's signed. You know, you get a signed copy and you double down as a as a ticket to this concert. Yeah, oh, nice. yeah. yeah. What's the next um, song you're gonna do a video for? There's so many goddamn bangers on the album, man. I, I don't know it, how man. you choose which one is gonna be a single. I've been I've been just watching the reaction. Yeah, I would love to do the, the dedication record with Kendrick. Yes. Mm. That's oh, one. That's one of the ones. Everybody Lauren, what's your favorite song on the album? Oh, I really love every song on the album. Oh, oh, no, don't, don't that's political. That's political. Don't be political. No, I like every song but one, so I'm not being biased. Which one, Which one you don't like? No, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, say say it. Say it. I don't wanna like right. lead people that way. No, I mean, no, know, we, we talking it's, real it's talk. Your, it's, it's your opinion, anybody, anybody know. And we had this combo. I was in the radio station, and three radio DJs were like, man, I love the one she don't like. And Puff told me, Puff told me that that was the one he would take off. Oh wow, wow. Yeah, so it's like, I be trying to understand why. Certain yeah. people like this record yeah. and certain people don't. But, you know. What's the name of the one with T-Fly? That's the one I really, really like. It's called Keys to the City, too. Keys to the City, too. That, yeah. I love that one. Yeah, T -Fly he should do crazy. a dedication. Uh, I think the dedication music video would be very just big across the board yeah. with just okay. the two artists and what they're talking about. And okay. Right. That okay. would be what, and grinding on my life. That's your shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Wait, I, do you still smoke? Did, or did you give a weed? I have to see. Yeah, yeah, I did. For oh, sure. So you don't smoke yeah. at all? Nah, nah, not, not, not at this moment. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being nice. I ain't gonna go on record and say that. <laughs> I just not fucking with treat ever. Okay. But just for the last, you know, I had a, I had a crazy promo and rollout campaign. The schedule was intense, mm. and you know, we just slow me down a little bit, make me a little more relaxed. Mm. My eyes be red on camera, you know, and then you got business people looking at your YouTubes and, you know, a little bit of, of it's just a different energy that come across when you clearly sober. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think that whatever opportunities exist in the world, you get all of them. Absolutely. You know, you might get 95%. Off the tree. Yeah, I want all of them right now. <laughs> How long you been off right now? How long you been doing the thing? Four, five months. It seems. Like Was that hard? Was that hard? You just cold turkey? Like, no, like, hell no. I try. Oh. I, I used to tell her every day I ain't yeah. smoking weed today. Fuck that. I'm stopping. Right. Eight o'clock hit. <laughs> Lauren, do you smoke? Well, I. Oh, okay. That yeah, means yes. No, I well, because of him. So it's like. Oh, it's, you know, it's him. So the peer no, pressure. I haven't been because of him, and I was telling him that it's such a like. It says a lot to a man, like men really, I don't say they lead women, but yeah. he's setting an example in the house and I'm not smoking. Good. Yeah. That's what's up. Not That's saying I won't or I'm <laughs> Yeah, be clear. <laughs> I feel you. How, how the baby's doing? Oh, the baby's doing great, man. My my daughter, my son, Lauren's son, everybody doing good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. good. Because y'all need to come over and... Yeah, babysit my goddamn kids. I mean, I mean, Lord, nobody want to babysit. I, I know my bad ass. I got three. That's <laughs> right, man. Yeah. Man, well, what's your um your, your website and Instagram, brother, so people can go rock with you? Everything on on the socials is Nipsey Hustle. My, okay. my IG, my Twitter, mm. N I P S E Y H U S S L E. Yes, indeed, man. Family, y'all need to go to iTunes. Go to Title. Bingo. All those places and get the album.
victory lap. So What's it on the rap charts? It's what number two. What what, what is it on, now? On the rap chart is number two. On the top two hundred is number four. Well, it debuted number four. So oh, wow. it's been out you know, the first week. It debuted number four. Okay. Um, I think you know it dropped down after the, after the weeks passed. Yeah. But yeah. um. You know, that was big. That's the first time I released an album. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, this is uh, the first official album you've yeah, ever released. Yeah, yeah. Mixtapes, right? yeah. yeah. Street records out the trunk, you know, uh, mixtape websites and stuff like that. Mm. Some of Have any of your mixtapes charted or any of the singles yeah, charted? Yeah, yeah. They, they charted on, like, the rap chart. Okay. Never mm-hmm. top 10. Okay. You know what okay. I mean? Never, definitely never not top five. Okay. Um, okay. Never on the top 200. Mm. Like, on the rap charts, they, they made some noise at the bottom. Yeah. You know, but... Yeah. I didn't expect the mixtapes to perform on the commercial level. I expected them to perform on an artistic level and build fans. Yeah. And so, you know, this was the one that we was putting the pressure to perform on. Mm. And uh, I just I learned a lot just with this release. Yeah. This was my first release with my new partners at Atlantic Records. Okay. So we did a partnership between All Money In and Atlantic Records for this the next few releases of mine. Oh, good. And good. so, you know, we all learned each other with this one. I, and I feel like, you know, everybody put their all into it and did a, did a great job. You think because you already had a good following, you were able to go to the table and negotiate a real good deal without these bullshit deals that they throw in? A hundred percent. Yeah. And I, yeah. Was, I, was, I was reluctant to even come to the table. Mm. So the convo started off with, Look, we we gonna talk partnerships or just you know I'm I'm comfortable never being a household name. Mm. I'm comfortable never being the most famous artist in the world. I just wanna make shit I believe in and, and run my enterprise. Absolutely. You know, so we ended up coming to some terms that made sense for everybody, and I did believe that the music had the potential to be global, and that the message was important. That that should be on the highest platform. So I entertained the convo, and then we was able to come to something that made sense for both of us. Absolutely, yeah, that's what's up. Well, Man. What about what Go about ahead. movies, though? Like, I know you want to do the documentary, but any Hollywood? You see who my girl is? You yeah, know yeah. 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 Nah, nah. We, we need to see you on the screen. Nah, I'm what's fucking it? with you. Nah, together, together. I got a I got a film that I'm gonna be a part of called Thirty Eight, and it's it's a it's a dope concept. It's an urban crime hmm. uh, story. It's about a gun, and and it follows the narrative of the gun. Dang. Just mm. how the gun went through all these different hands in L.A., and it's gonna be shot on location in, in L.A., and um, it's Academy Award winning uh, director of photography. Uh, you know the, the 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 man that played Spider Man. You know uh, the man that played James Brown. That's in. Um, I don't want to butcher my guy's name. The Chaswick? Chaswick Bozeman, yeah. How you say his last name? Is it Bozeman? Bozeman? Bozeman. Yeah, yeah definitely. No he killed Black Panther. Yes, he, he did. He's involved in it. Um, you know, um, my guy from Menace is involved in it. Um, is it Tarin? What's his name? Tarin. Yeah, Tarin. Yeah. Tyron Turner? Hey, yeah, there you go. Oh, I, I, hate, I hate when I say people's mm. names. I'm bad with names, too, So brother. forgive me, <laughs> my brothers. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> You know, Are you a natural actor, or is Lauren teaching you all the acting no, skills? Really? Yes. She I mean, my she my critic though. She'll be like, okay. "You did alright. Oh, you that's did cool. good." Really good yeah. I'm watching. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Have you taken any classes? Nah, I ain't never taken. No, I mean, I'm a fan of film, and yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm somebody that watch a lot of movies, but I ain't never took acting classes. No. Lauren, you yeah, do you, you teach him how to emote? In- no, he has great. Now, acting is just about telling the truth. Yeah. Oh, uh, good, good, good. Uh-huh. Your girl, your girl, no. Lauren, your girl, you. no. <laughs> no doubt. Man, all right, we're going to get up out of here, man. But look, again, we got my man Nipsey Hustle, man. Y'all yeah. go get my brother's album right now. Title, you get it on iTunes, um, Google Play, all that stuff. Make Victory Lap. 
I want this thing to get a Grammy. Time to get paid. Time to get paid. Time to get paid. Time to get paid. It's a good day. It's a good day. It's a good day. Every single way. Every single way. Every single way. Every single way. It's a good day. It's a good day.